Welcome to Him for Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. If you say what you want to say. Sugbury and welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. You heard it, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and all of the things we talk about come by your suggestions. You can either find us at Him for Her Radio on Facebook or go to himprisonministries.org. Check out our website, put down your suggestions, put down your victories. This is your show. This is a safe place for your voice to be heard. You know, in a world where right is wrong and wrong is right, we are here to get it straight. And I have an exciting women's hot topic for you today. Protecting my child from my baggage. Yep, you heard that right, baggage. Not talking about the kind of luggage you bring to the airport. I'm talking about the baggage you and I carry around all day long. So how do we protect our kids from it? I have two fabulous guests with me today, Jim and Lynn Jackson. They're with Connected Families. Check out their website at connectedfamilies.org. And their combination of experience comes from home. I mean, they had three wired children and in careers helping kids and parents. They have uniquely prepared them to give parents tools that they can use right away, supported by memorable principles that will last a lifetime. Jim and Lynn have been featured on Focus in the Family, Desiring God, and numerous radio programs and podcasts, including Him for Her Radio. You can visit their website, as I had mentioned before, at connectedfamilies.org to learn more. And this is what I want you to do. I have just been marinating in their website. It's an awesome place to go. If you even have kids, I don't even tell you how old they are, young, old, go check their website out. They have online courses. They have workshops. They have books. They have a blog. They have coaching that they do one-on-one as well if you sign up for that. And Jim and Lynn have conducted over 1,300 workshops for parents And they have privately coached more than a 1,000 parents since the early 90s. Now, me personally, I find them an extremely romantic couple. They're rather adorable. (laughs) They like dark chocolate, good coffee, and they like to carol with their kids uh, singing. They've been known as the Jackson 5 as a family before with their grown kids. You know, let me just welcome you two to the show. Jim and Lynn Jackson, thank you for joining us. We are so excited to be here. Yeah, we love it. And, you know, Jim and I go way back. You know, puberty. We could could talk about baggage from from that perspective. I know. I know. I knew Jim way back in the day day when we were singing in the same church choir, and then I'd go in the back and smoke my cigarettes. So there we go. He's got a little history with me. But um, since we're talking about baggage today, I just want to kick it right off. You know, you two sound too perfect. We're Facebook friends. I see your faces on there. You know, you just it's like the perfect relationship. Let's get down to the dirt, shall we? You must have some baggage 
that oh you gosh. have brought into the relationship. So what was your personal journey in protecting your kids from your own baggage? So now uh, you're introducing two layers right away. The baggage that Lynn and I have with each other, and you're right, we're far from perfect. We could tell you a story about this morning if you'd like to go that route. But <laughs> Do then we're we talking- really? <laughs> women want to hear that? I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. not sure. <laughs> well... Uh, we uh, we don't always agree about everything, and when we don't always agree about everything, some old ways kick in about being right, about uh, taking charge, about having my opinion be the one that we're going to act so on. So really, Jim, we should relabel this show, and it should be called Protecting My Husband from My Baggage. Well, or My Wife from <laughs> My Baggage. Uh, I, I guess in as much as this is a show geared towards gals, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen for that. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, I know that we've got all personal baggage, but how do we protect our kids from that? Yeah. It starts really with understanding what am I believing about myself and my child in this situation? And any parenting situation can kind of have different beliefs layered underneath it, mm-hmm. you know, like a picky eater challenging child at the at the dinner table. Um I might have a belief of, I have to get this food in my child or I'm a bad mom. Mm -hmm. You know, so there can be specific beliefs related to certain situations, um, you know, and and, uh, that causes me as a parent to be more anxiety-filled, more controlling in a situation. I could have beliefs about bedtime, about sibling conflict, about all those things. But starting with what are my basic beliefs about myself as a mom? and about my child is really a good place. Um, And this was a personal journey for me as I recognized in conflicts with our oldest, very strong-willed son, I had a recurrent belief that was, I am an angry mom raising an angry child. And when he gets to be a teenager, it's going to be horrible. Well, you can imagine how that predisposed me to just anger and control and frustration as I tried to make sure that didn't happen, (laughs) but I was making things worse. And then the Lord convicted me one day through the verse, I think it's Ephesians 4.15, where it talks about speaking the truth in love. And it was like he said, you're not speaking the truth in love to yourself about you and Daniel. And so then it sort of stopped me dead in my tracks, and I had to go, well, Lord, what's true then? Because I couldn't just, well, I'll just believe we get along great, because that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he convicted me, and I prayed and thought about it, and I realized I'm an intense mom raising an intense child. And we butt heads, but we love each other. That started me on a different trajectory with him. And it started me on a journey to begin to understand really what's going on in me and how can I bring um, that that partial truth, partial falsehood to the Lord and receive his grace and mercy Mm -hmm. um, and his truth for me. Now, I know you and I have chatted in the past, and you mentioned this half-truth. Um, you, the way you had quoted it to me before was, what is a toxic half-truth? I, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to know what that is. What is a toxic half-truth? Yeah, a toxic half-truth is something that it's kind of got a coating of truth on the surface. And in that example, I was angry a lot. Um, but inside, kind of cover underneath the cover of this of this half-truth is a core that's a lie. And the lie was about my identity and about my son's identity and about our future. So a lot of times, I mean, we don't swallow things from Satan or from other people that are just total lies about ourselves. There's usually something true about it, but then it's it encases 
a, a real core lie, and then we swallow it whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the lie becomes toxic within us. It's like, yeah, this is who I am, and this is how it's going to go. I might have lies that I'm believing about myself as well, mm-hmm. um, about my child as well. Like, this kid is just a bully. Mm-hmm. So the truth could be this tr- child struggles with aggression towards others, but now I've believed a lie about his identity and his mm-hmm. future. Look at all the enemy does that. Oh, mm-hmm. so Drives me deceitful. nuts. And, yep. you know, he's always messing with our minds, you know, that battle first comes with the mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, and that helps moms in particular to understand these have truths. And they're toxic. They just infiltrate into our parenting. Um, what have you discovered, Jim, in that? Uh, I, I thought, especially early on, I thought far less deeply about all these things than Lynn did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, is I rec- that a guy thing or what is uh, that? Yeah, it's probably, a, maybe it's a generally a guy thing. I think it's a young parent thing. Uh, you know, to divulge full disclosure here, Lynn is a little more mature than me by way of the years older than me that she is, as well as Tell it all on the radio. We are not talking about Thanks, honey. So, I mean, nobody ever guesses it by looking at our pictures, but... But, uh, I always thought I'm, I'm she was see, much I, younger. I'm than on that. a woman's show, and I feel like I'm in hot water before I even start <laughs> you talking. You are, but but so I I tended to think very simply about this baggage thing as we started to realize, um, you, you know, there was I could bring baggage home from my day at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was stressful. I got a little bit of a reprimand from my boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, things aren't resolved. I come home feeling stressed from baggage that has nothing to do with my family. Yeah. And it's it's in the immediate past and then there's and then there's baggage that I carry from my further back past. So I you know I carried baggage into parenting that I started recognizing early on was like I was doing and thinking and saying the same things I heard my father say mm-hmm. when I was young those things that I and I paid more attention for some reason to the things I didn't like than to the things that I did like. Yeah. Like, uh, and then I was harder on myself. But it's like, why do I yell like he does all the time? I don't want to yell. I don't want to be yelling, Dad. Um, what is that? And then uh, I, I had to start thinking about, well, uh, th- that's because there's a belief behind that yelling that's like, dads should be right. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's a, you know, that's typically a dad thing. It's a mom thing, too. Parents should be mm-hmm. right. I should always be obeyed. I should always be obeyed because I'm always right. Um, that's our rule in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, uh, well, you that's... usually are, aren't you, Shug? <laughs> well, you know, don't tell Blair that. But... <laughs> Hello. I Hi, should honey. Be, I should, you, you should agree with me because I'm right. You should do what I'm asking to. And, and I, I recognized that I was, I was sort of socialized to believe that. Well, that's baggage from my far past mm-hmm. that had worked into my now. Mm-hmm. And then there's stuff going on in the present. There's dynamics between me and my child that maybe are unresolved. So maybe I'm mad at one of the kids. And I haven't resolved it well. And I come home and there's something going on. And immediately in my head, I have this baggage of anger from, from this unresolved conflict that's present. And I, I burden the child that I've got a judgment against right here and now instead of stepping back from this all, saying a prayer, letting go of my judgments, uh, uh, my baggage, and just saying, Lord, help me be present with your love, your grace for this right in the here and the now. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a past and there's a future. And there, there's also we started to realize a future component about this because we take our kids' behavior. You might remember the scene from the movie Parenthood mm-hmm. where, where Steve Martin is the coach <laughs> of a baseball team. And his his son is not the best player on the team, but for I can't remember the reason, his son has to go in and play second base. Mm-hmm. And so Steve Martin, the coach, is sitting here on the bench, and he, he starts to project the future. 
And his first projection of the future is my son makes a heroic catch and we win the game. And then his next projection of the future is um, the son drops the ball. It all falls apart. It's horrible. And and (laughs) now some years from now, his son is in the bell tower of his college with a gun shooting everybody, blaming dad for that day at second base. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's this great illustration, right, of how, how we pictured this future and it's negative and we act on it as if it's real and it creates anxiety for us and then we parent out of fear of this horrible future. Mm-hmm. And that's a form of baggage as well. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And and if you're just tuning in, my name is Shugbury. We are here on Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. We have the awesome guests of Jim and Lynn Jackson with Connected Families. And today's topic is protecting my child from my baggage. Now, that baggage comes in many different forms. Those of you who have been listening, you know I do prison ministry. And the women in prison, their biggest baggage that they carry is shame. And so if you're listening out there and you carry that shame with you into your relationships, especially with your kids, I would ask today that you would just cast your burden on the Lord. It tells us in the book of Psalm 5522, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. I mean, I got to tell you, God is with you. He tells you to come to him, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Ladies, are you doing that? Are you turning it over to God? Are you letting go? I want to just interject here just for a minute. I really could use, even in raising adult children, what are some key, helpful, grace-filled truths for parents about themselves and their kids? What are some grace-filled truths? Boy, there's so many of them. Um, And it helps to sort of start thinking, what am I thinking when I go into an interaction? So if I'm thinking, um, oh, here we go again, then I've got that negative judgment. So I can take that and set it aside and train myself to think, Lord, what's the opportunity here? Mm -hmm. So when I have a belief that every parenting challenge is an opportunity to grow my child in values and skills, then I can go in with, I can set that baggage aside and go in thinking, what's the opportunity here? So that's, that's a really helpful one. You know, that's a total mind shift though. Don't you think as as parents, we're really knee jerk reactive. Mm -hmm. And in the uh, James one, it does say, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, as you encounter trials of many kinds. So that's exactly what you're saying. Look at that parenting and find it an opportunity. Right, right. Yeah. And there's another one that's that's a, a frequent. So we, we often teach these in pairs where here's like what we often think going into a situation. And here's a graceful truth to, to offset it. And one that, that is more subtle under the surface is um, my child's report card or my child's behavior is my report card. Mm-hmm. And even though we don't word it like that, we have this sense that our value rises and falls with our kids' behavior. So instead, we help parents to hang on to this this key truth. My child's behavior is not my report card. Jesus is my report card. Amen. And to lean into right. him. And there was a time when one of my kids were having a meltdown in Target, and, and I just stopped and I took a breath and I went... This is another chance to practice getting my value from Jesus. <laughs> you know, what is it about Target? My daughter had a big tantrum there, too. I hauled her out like a log, and I remember hearing my mom's wisdom. Howdy, Mom, out in California. She said, uh, Shug, always expect the worst when it comes to your kids, and then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yep. I mean, is that a wrong way to look at things? 
<laughs> well, it it does position you, doesn't it, to 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 be happy when things don't go the way you think, instead of disappointed when they don't go the way that you think. Yeah, uh, we we really take our model from this from Paul's discipline, if you will, of his spiritual children. So we look at First Corinthians. Uh, and in you know in that letter, Paul was writing the Corinthians, and he wanted to lambast them for the bad behavior, and it was bad. If you mm-hmm. read about what was happening in the church at Corinth, it was some of the worst sorts of behavior. And yet Paul starts with grace-filled truth. What is a grace-filled truth? A grace-filled truth is something that's true, um, not because of our merit, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for us at the cross. And and what Jesus has done for our kids is what Jesus has done or had done for that church at Corinth. And before he goes into the discipline at all, he starts the book by saying to this church, you sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, Jesus their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, what if we started every difficult engagement with our kids with a reminder to them and to us that there's a grace over all of this that guards our hearts, our minds, our interactions, our choices, our words, that's going to guide us to be wise as we deal with the child at Target, the tantrum, the, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's why this idea has become so powerful to think there's an absolute truth that's true because of what Jesus did for us that's present with us in the midst of all these messes. Uh, and, and, you know, we can put words on that, like my child is not my report card, or this is another opportunity to get my value from that, not this performance that's happening. Yeah. Right. yeah. So there's all sorts of beliefs like that. You know, parents often feel so overwhelmed, like, you know, they may have a belief of I can't do this anymore. And to just think this, you know, to be honest and think this is hard, but Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's going to use this for his good purposes. That belief really helped me when I was struggling a lot, when I just thought, I just feel like I'm angry all the time. And when I realized God could use this for really good purposes, it just gave a whole different tone to my parenting. And he did. He used those struggles to set me free from a lot of the rigidity and the perfectionism that had looked really shiny and worked well for me <laughs> for a, for about 30 years. Um, and so to, to, you know, to be set free from that and to learn a deeper measure of his grace and then turn around and help give that to others, those were wonderful purposes in the struggling of parenting. And I needed to shift my belief from this is too much. I can't do this. I'm mm-hmm. not cut out for this. Um, I'm just angry all the time to God is at work was the starting place. It was just really transformational. You know, I, and, and I think the theory is awesome. The, the question is the practice. Yeah. Because, you know, I like I'm thinking back on my parenting years. And, and of course, my kids are adults and live out of state. But, um, you know, it's I, don't you believe it's like a renewing of your mind? Mm-hmm. Like what Christ tells Absolutely. us. We've got a renewing of our mind that we need to do. And so the only way really that we're going to be able to do that is to allow God to work in our lives. You know, in Isaiah, it says to loose the bonds of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens. Did you hear that, ladies? Heavy burdens. Let them go. Why are you hanging on to that anger? Why are you hanging on to that discipline? Those old ways that you know are not effective and not grace-filled, as we had talked about. It also says to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Well, what is a yoke? That's anything that's holding you back and that's holding you down. Um, And it's heavy. 
So really, I believe, you know, we can talk this to death as to how not to bring our baggage into our relationship with our kids. But really the key is, I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't do this without yeah. him in my life. And the closer I become to Christ, yep. the better parent I'll be. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and sure. and, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you went that direction because as Lynn is talking, I'm like, okay, that's, that's the right information. But practically speaking, how do we get to a place where when things start to unravel, we can bring this grace, this grace-filled truth into our parenting. And as we work with parents uh, on a daily basis— um, you know, this renewing of the mind, this practice, the discipline of being with the Lord and and in that place of peace, in that place of quiet, to let God speak new phrases. So, Lynn, mm-hmm. I, I, is it okay to brag on you here a little bit? Uh, just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lynn journaled voraciously. She made it a point, even if sleep was short, to get up and to take these negative thought patterns that she was having to the Lord, take every thought captive to Christ's obedience, and ask the question, what's true, what's not? God, where's your truth? Where's your grace in this? And you would develop, wouldn't you, little phrases Mm -hmm. that were phrases that then you could sort of almost repeat in prayer, repeat before the Lord, test them that way, and then bring them into, like, 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 my child is not my report card, didn't happen in the heat of the moment. Right. Yeah, we have to get away with the Lord and really think through what are the truth phrases that I'm going to anchor myself to in the craziness. And I coached a mom who I encouraged her to write them down on an index card, and she hid it in the bathroom. Then during conflicts with her kids, she'd run, say, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and she'd run in there, look at the card. I would have been in breathe, there all the time. Pray. They, they kept finding me for some reason. Pray, deep breathe, come back out a little more peaceful. The boys finally said, what are you doing in the bathroom? She showed him the card. Think about that. What an example of faith. This is what I'm hanging on to. And I saw this mom like about six years after I coached her, and she was the most joy-filled, vibrant mom. It was wonderful to see the changes. Do you coach people one-on-one or is it in groups or teams, or how does that look? Uh, We have individual parent coaching. Mm -hmm. What other things do you guys offer through your program? Um, We have online courses that um, really deal with hot topics of discipline, sibling conflict, and entitlement. Mm -hmm. Um, We're really excited because we're redoing our discipline one and releasing it at the end of January, and it's so, so wonderful. Was it your blog that said to go from a cellmate to a... What was the soulmates. 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 soulmates? Soulmates to soulmates. Okay. Soulmates to soulmates. Well, it caught my attention because of prison, but they're talking about siblings out there, ladies. If you've got siblings yeah. that act like cellmates, <laughs> I encourage you to go to their website at connectedfamilies.org and find out how they can be soulmates. Yeah. Well, and interestingly, those principles, again, all the things we talk about in relationship and family are applicable to all our relationships. Well, one other thing we offer just quickly is um, workshops. We come to churches, we travel the region, and even uh, other places in the world when invited by God to do that, to, to share what God's taught us in a simple framework, a way of thinking about parenting that God's given us that kind of takes these complex ideas and simplifies them and gives parents a grid to, to then do their holy work mm-hmm. and be thoughtful. You know yeah. what? We just need as much help as possible. I mean, you know, I, lo- I remember looking at our baby and just thinking how tender and precious she is, and I had no idea what mm. I was doing. And I didn't want to bring in my baggage, my junk, you know, my inability. And so I sure do wish I had met you guys in this capacity over 30 years ago. That would have been helpful. <laughs> but um, I hate to close up, but would you please remind our listeners, how can they get a hold of you? Mm-hmm. We are at connectedfamilies.org. 
So lots of helpful things there. Check out our About Us page to look at that that framework for parenting that's just changing lots of lives. Mm -hmm. Yep, and any email sent to info at connectedfamilies.org gets to us. So, listeners, we have Jim and Lynn Jackson with us called Connected Families is the organization that they represent. They have awesome books. I really encourage you to get them. I was just, even if you're a grandparent, this is super helpful. Uh, But most of all, when it comes to protecting our kids, our husbands, if we go in that direction, or anyone in our family from our baggage, it starts with Jesus Christ. So I am asking today that you would say yes to Jesus, that you would invite him in your life. He's just waiting for you. He's waiting for that invitation to invite him into your life. And after that happens, the Holy Spirit guides you and comforts you and tells you exactly how to be an awesome parent. Thank you, Lynn and Jim. Until next time, ladies, over and out. You know I love you.